0: saying things into microphones it's a podcast of pure randomness it's educational it's controversial it's inspirational it's informational it's uh it's random uh people saying things into microphones is recorded on location wherever that location might be uh check us out on people or follow us on twitter our handle on twitter is at thing here Hi, I'm Mushiri. I recently had the opportunity to speak to Eldrid Yodan. He used to sit on the board of the uh, social network um, based in South Africa a few years ago called Mixit. It was Africa's most successful technology, social network technology company, and a a global player. Um, He's he's since left. at the time worked in the government relations at Mixit and now he has a tech startup that is helping governments and it's called GavChat. We had a conversation about GavChat and I also had a chance to sit in on a session at the OGP summit. This is open government summit um, in Tbilisi, Georgia, where he shared a little bit of his personal story, um, which I shall play after our conversation, which was shot in location in Tbilisi at the funicular complex. Um, so because it's on location, it's at a conference, uh, don't be surprised by all the background noise. So, uh, well, here we go. Uh, today I'm joined by Elric. you're done. Did I say that right? Yes. Yes, you did. Excellent. Um, well done <laughs> yeah <laughs> well done thank you thank you okay, I, I feel I'm very proud of of my uh, pronunciation skills sure. <laughs> they're terrible but anyway. um, I, I, I i i was I was really excited to meet someone who actually worked at at mixit and I, and I thought this would be fantastic to to hear a bit about Africa's most successful social media social network sure. uh, and and what that experience was like so uh, tell me a little bit more about about Eldred. You know, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who is this Who is this person? And, and and a little bit more about the journey. Yeah. So,
1: just about my my journey at, at Mixit. Um, I uh, was a board member there, uh, looking after government, um, and uh, a very successful platform um, in the high schools of Mitchell's Plain on the Cape Flats. Uh, started out. Um, with young people wanted to wanting to connect with one another uh, using a data light uh, 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 platform at that time, this is about eleven years ago. The cost of SMS was very expensive, and so Mixer came up with a platform that allowed young South Africans to engage with one another literally at one cents per message. Um, we grew within six months, we we grew to about a million users and at the end of Mixit's life uh, cycle, we probably saw about 88 million users across 120 countries doing about 1 billion messages each and every day. Wow. Um, we were there way before WhatsApp and, and Twitter um, and yes, uh, still until to today in 2018, it's still the most successful social media platform that has come out of the, the continent. What I think is is important is that Africans can feel proud of uh, creating a platform like that. Um, We are excited about what's coming next Um, and uh, I think what's important is that we do it for ourselves yeah um, yes there is many tech out there like whatsapp and twitter which is doing really really well uh, we, we kind of believe that they've reached the 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 ceiling right now and that they are trying to uh, come back into to africa we've got a billion people mm-hmm. on this continent they can't go into russia uh, china because of regulation and so the next big thing is uh, um Africa, but I think that there's a huge need for Africa to start pioneering tools uh, and and platforms for themselves because we understand our ourselves and uh, I think what was great at Mixit um, uh, 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 is that uh, we were able. To create smartphone experiences on a feature phone, way before smartphones was even well, there. yeah, you know, yeah. and and so uh, we 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 talk about um, e-wallets now. it had the first digital currency, uh, which we called Mula, that allowed you to uh, exchange airtime and then buy various things on the the Mixit platform. You could. Send your girlfriend some roses on the, the um, via the Mixit platform. I know people that got married on the Mixit platform. About
0: one of the things that yeah. I remember from from Mixit back then, which quite frankly I don't think I'm, I've, I've seen happen on. But maybe it's happening. Maybe it's just that it's been out of my field of, of sight. Uh, but there was uh, an interesting initiative happening at the time where there were, someone was running a, a math tutoring yeah. platform. That got uh, quite a lot of attention and seemed to work, especially for 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 um, girls, young girls living yeah. in, uh, in in the townships. Sure.
1: So so um, the the platform was called Uku Funda, which was South Africa's first digital classroom that enabled uh, kids to, when they come home, that they could uh, interact with their teacher. Uh, uh, like they were in the classroom. Perfect. And uh, it just changed the like, game completely. Um, uh, they got funding in from UNICEF for creating that project that got about 10, 10 million rand, about a million US dollars at, at that time. Um, so yeah, so, so many success stories uh, uh, coming out of, out
0: of, out of, out of Mixit. Uh, with, with, for a lot of tech companies, um, sometimes the startup pivots, uh, at the beginning, because they made assumptions about what what the tech could do, what the tech was supposed to do, and then um, yeah, there are quite a few stories of, of, of companies who um, eventually almost stumble upon. Uh, and I don't mean that from the stumble-upon social the, media network, but, <laughs> but, you know, they, they, st- they kind of just stumble upon this innovative idea or, or the idea is delivered to them by users. Sure. Uh, was, was, uh, did anything like that happen with, uh, with Mixit?
1: Look, I think, I think um, Mixit's success story is just like any other uh, uh, um, tech story out there. When you're able to keep it simple and when you provide solutions for purpose, um, and the correct purpose i think that you are onto something big if you look at uh, f- uh, platforms social media platforms like like facebook all that it did was that it connected you with your family and friends and that's what it started out with even though there was MySpace and there was friendster and all but there was this coolness factor that mark zucker mark zuckerberg brought to facebook the same with whatsapp just allowed you to send an instant message to a friend or or family member and that's all it does. Uh, um, The same thing with Twitter for microblogging and and, and YouTube, yes these platforms are now evolving into marketplaces but the core purpose is still that one thing why we go on there. So I I definitely don't use two uh, social media networks to do the, the same, yeah, thing, same thing. You know, and so so when many people come and say, hey, I just want to do 10% of what Facebook does, you 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 won't even get half a percent because we don't develop platforms in that way. Yeah. So
0: so so, yeah. uh, so it makes it. I mean, you got it right from the start. Well, again, um, we saw a huge need.
1: To, to create a platform that is data light mm-hmm. uh, because the cost of data still in South Africa is a huge expense but then SMS was the only thing around remember Um, access to the like internet was a whole different story Um, and so all Mixit wanted to do was create technology that you could talk to one another in a very very cheap manner and that's how the and we never did any marketing on Mixit it grew organically the same like Facebook the same like GovChat. Uh, when you are marketing a platform it will fail in time But when you build a platform that grows organically, you can't get rid of it. And so, even if we
0: want to get rid of a Facebook or WhatsApp, it's just not possible. Yeah, because people sold it on to others because of the utility that was delivering. Yeah. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about about the 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 end of of Mixit. It was quite a journey. Uh, growing to you know close to two hundred million users, yeah. uh, having the kind of impact you had in the public sector, in education, in health. I remember some stories coming out of that as well. Um, what what happened? What what? Why did why did Africa's most successful network fold? So I guess um, there
1: are two two reasons, and the one reason is probably the same reason why many companies similar to mixed like Nokia and, and Yahoo fail, is because they don't look into the future. If you look at companies currently now that are successful, like Amazon, Google, Facebook, they spend a lot of time on research and the, the, uh, development to ensure that they stay ahead of the game all the time and that was Mix's biggest problem. They did not think that the adoption of smartphones was going to take over that quickly. The, the Chinese, when they brought out Android, and the cheaper versions like Huawei and ZTE uh, uh, mobile phones, uh, and I think the cheapest phone at that, at that time was about 50 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Compared to five years before that, the average phone was going to cost you about 3,000 Rand. Um, Mixit did not prepare for developing the platform on smartphone. Mm. They thought that they'll always have that market captured. um, And that was the first reason. And the second reason was leadership. Uh, When Mixit sold, uh, the the founder of Mixit sold to a a group of of bankers, which was the the, um, FNB, RMB bankers. Mm -hmm. I believe, and this is a personal view, I believe that uh, for you to carry on with the success story, you have to continue with the vision of that story. Um, And for me, the vision was not there. The culture was not there. Successful platforms are not just about money, it's about culture. And when you disrupt that culture, unfortunately, you disrupt the platform. And you will see yourself in a unsustainable way going forward. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, m- uh, it makes it comes to an unfortunate end. Yeah. Um, I had to you tell your story a little earlier. <laughs> uh, you know, listeners will hear this clip. will hear the clip. Uh, it was a very uh, uh, re- relatable uh, experience. I uh, mentioned earlier when we spoke that so many of us. Uh, can tell that story we've been down that path as well uh you know things fail and you have a family and you have to figure out to what next uh your your exit from mixit uh and and, and starting capture uh what what is the what is this new startup about what, what what made you what made you feel i can do this so i should do this <laughs>
1: so 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 while at it mixit i was very fortunate to be able to uh, create various mobile applications in the Mixit platform with the South African government and with the African National Congress. And uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but I think I was the first one to create uh, a live chat platform um, for the South African government with South with South African cabinet ministers and. Uh, we had uh, about 60 minutes of, of, of live chats, but we saw more than 100,000 young South Africans trying to ask a question. And obviously, ministers were overwhelmed by all these questions, which to me saw a huge gap, mm-hmm. a gap that uh, it was impossible for national government to answer local government issues. And in South Africa, we have 10,000 public representatives. Uh, And uh, I I did a study that uh, found out that 75% of South Africans don't even know who their public representatives are. And coming from Mixit, I knew that uh, I could create a platform because I understand mobile, I mean, in South Africa we have fifty plus million people, but we have one hundred and fifty million mobile phones, or so three times the size of the population. So yeah. I knew if I could create a platform with the support of the South African government that just connects the two citizens and councillors uh, through geo low low location, I would be onto something. Um, unfortunately, uh, three years down the line, I, I, I run out of money. Uh, can't provide for my, my family I can't put food on the uh, table my, my kid gets uh, suspended from, from school and the day that I need to make a call on whether I remain an active citizen or go back uh, into to corporate is the day that someone out of the blue came and said I can't see you not finishing this project. And here is two million US dollars to finish this, this project. Um, who is this angel? <laughs> I, I, you need to introduce me yeah. to people like this because I, I'm,
0: I think I'm hanging out with <laughs> friends. Uh, but was was this was this a, a, a philanthropist? Was yeah. it, was it an, an organization? So no, it it was
1: someone uh, uh, in his personal capacity that. Um, Look, when you're a startup, you need one thing that I tell many startups is put yourself out there. So, in case you need something, yeah. and there's a call that someone can at least people can say, but but I know Aljud, I see the work that he's doing. Um, let's see, maybe maybe I should. And and uh, I did not know that by me putting myself out there and the work that I was doing as an active citizen. Uh, was reaching people that uh, wanted to to give back Um, and many many corporates, uh, foreign nationals that come into the continent have a problem and that problem is that uh, corruption on the continent is a a massive issue and if they can assist in having a level playing field um, by ensuring that governments are held accountable that it would make the environment for them whatever they do thrive on the like, continent and uh, i guess i reached uh, into someone's soul and, and into someone's heart uh, i did not ask anyone for a single cent up till to a uh, uh, um, day but uh, i might have i probably have have reached a emotional spot into that person uh, where he genuinely gen- gave me and GovChat two, two million US dollars to finish the project. The, the money didn't come to, to, to me, uh, but it came to GovChat to, to ensure that we, we finished the, the, the
0: work that we started. Uh, so how is GovChat set up? Um, are, you, are you a private company? Are you a non-profit? um you know is this is this was this a grant was it a, a series a round? <laughs> so <laughs> what 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 was it so and, so, so how are you structured it so 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 currently
1: govchat is um a private company uh, governed by a a, a advisory board uh, just to make sure that we hit all of the, the boxes from like a governance point of view yeah um but the investment that we received was purely to ensure that we complete the technology, um, and we we've employed about seventy people, uh, dev guys around uh, South 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 Africa, um, and just next month, uh, in fact. Next week, the technology will be complete, where we will provide GovChat on USSD, on iOS Android and on mobile web, um, and it will be launched uh, by the South African government next month. Uh, but also, there's about 30 governments on a waiting list to have GovChat in,
0: in their country. So, are these national governments? or National governments, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Is, is Tanzania one of them? <laughs> I can't say and yet. Is Kenya one of them? <laughs> You know, I have and I'd, I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd I'd like to keep uh keep in touch because we definitely want to see some of that happen <laughs> in our own countries and some of the countries where we are working. Yeah. Um so as as uh as, as we wind up this this uh, uh maiden episode of people saying things into microphones. Um perhaps you can tell me a little bit about you know what you see the future like for, for Gavcha. Sure. Especially now that uh you're Clearly, going to be a, a pre- predominantly uh, government-facing. Yeah. Uh, although your users, you know, your actual users uh, are citizens. Yeah.
1: So the public. So I think so. As we are starting, we are starting just to connect South 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 Africans with uh, public rep- with their public rep- rep- representatives. But we are really starting to build for phase two of uh, GovChat where we are enabling citizens to sign up, not with a mobile number, but with their th- thumbprint. Uh, that thumbprint is then verified with the Department of Home Affairs, which gives them a digital identity. And uh, with that digital identity, they'd be they're able to access government services um, using their, their thumbprint. And example would be, if I'm in a roadblock, Um, and I have left my driver's license at home Uh, the traffic officer would be able to take my thumbprint and check and verify whether I have a driver's license Um, or I would be able to apply for a passport using that uh, 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 um, digital ID but for the continent I think what is exciting is that I see what we call a digital passport, a passport that allows Africans to move within the continent using their thumbprint and not needing to carry a physical passport. This is where we're going as GovChat we call it a single connected digital identity, which will be integrated very, very soon in the next few weeks. Um, uh,
0: after we 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 launch GovChat next month. So, oh, this is exciting! Because, <laughs> for instance, my passport's running out, and I'm dreading going uh, back. Yeah. And, and yet, in Kenya, we've come a long way. Uh, it's a bit more predictable now. Of course, of applying for passport and everything, sure. but it's still. Has a certain level of uncertainty with multiple trips coming up very close to each other. Yeah. You cannot almost cross your fingers and hope that uh, you don't experience too much disruption sure. as you go through this. So, knowing very well that my fingerprint won't um, fade anytime soon, you know, I think I'd be good to use sure. my finger you know, across Africa. Less stumps uh, you know, and probably much faster transition into border.
1: Agreed, but I think that there are a lot of positives for, for citizens and government I think for citizens it puts them first of all let me say that a, a identity is a contract between a citizen and the government and so I think that it's important that uh, citizens uh, have control of their IDs currently if you uh, or buying something online and it's courier to you You need to uh, uh, show proof of, of ID the question that we have are what are people using these copies of IDs with what are they are they storing them where are they going and cyber fraud and fraud ID fraud is a massive challenge on the African continent and we believe that if you are able to control so if I and and giving you verification via my thumbprint, I'm only going to be able to allow you to see it for 30 seconds. You're not going to be able to store it. You're only going to be able to see it. For government, I think, which is very important, is to to understand who is using your ID and for what purposes. Because currently, when I am uh, providing you with my ID to, to verify that this is me as, as proof, whether I'm opening a bank account, whether I'm delivery, getting a delivery at the door, whether I'm opening up a loan. The South African government or governments don't know what, what IDs are being used for. And so this would be an awesome way for governments to actually track and monitor uh, who is uh, wanting to verify and why. You know, it puts them in a powerful position as well to assist citizens to safeguard their digital I-
0: identity. Excellent. Uh, so, thank you so much for being on this uh, you uh, episode say. one. For thank you for having me. Uh, we're we've, we've, uh, we rooting for Gapsent. I'm rooting for Gapsent. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and and uh, and you know, we're looking for more technologies on the continent that we can be proud of. And, and show, show off to the world, not just because they are fantastic tech, but also because they are usable uh, you know, tech.
1: Look, I think I'll just end off saying that uh, it's important that Africans build their own technology and that it's built out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, and thank you very much. Excellent. Georgia, how are you doing? you good? So uh, I'm from Cape Town. Uh, I'm a startup. Uh, It's a real honor for for me to be here. Um, I'm still trying to pinch myself that I made it to Georgia. Um, And uh, thank you. So my journey kind of started about 10 years ago. I'm not sure those Africans that are here, might know of a platform called Mixit. Uh, Back in the day, Mixit was Africa's largest social media platform. We probably had about 88 million uh, users in about 120 countries doing about 1 billion messages each and every single day. Um, I headed up that uh, uh, platform, then uh, started developing mobile applications for Mixit and the South African government uh, and the uh, African National Congress where we got close to a million young South Africans wanting to engage uh, with their government around issues of access to water, electricity and housing. Um, And we got this in less than six months. Uh, The uh, government then found out what we did and asked if we could create a mobile application for the uh, uh, um, presidency, which we did, and within 48 hours we had more than 500,000 South Africans wanting the exact same thing. What then happened was uh, the US government wanted to understand why Mixit was so, so popular. Uh, we were there way before WhatsApp and, and uh, uh, Facebook, and they wanted to understand African technology. So I went to Washington with uh, other about 15 other African ICT leaders and uh, had a good time. And while we were there, um, us as African leaders would discussing various challenges that we were facing on the African continent. And there were two big challenges. The first one was that there was a huge lack of communication between government and citizens. And secondly, that we found out that governments on the African continent actually do a lot of good work, but whether they tell that story is a whole different story. Now, coming from Mixit, I knew that I could create a mobile application that could connect citizens and government, Uh, and when I came back home in 2015, I got called by the Mixit board and found out that I'm unemployed because WhatsApp took over and the, the shareholders of Mixit decided to close the platform down. I was left with a personal predicament with a I had a beautiful, I have a beautiful family, a wife and two kids, and needed to understand what is my next move. Now there was a lot of learnings at Mixit, and uh, I wanted to kind of pursue those learnings and kind of make South Africa a better place. And I went to the South African government, to the presidency, and asked them, "Do you have appetite?" for citizens to hold you accountable. And the presidency told me, we do. I said, I don't need your money, I don't want your money, I need your support. Uh, It's been a tough journey since uh, 2015. I created a platform on my own called GovChat, which enables citizens in real time to engage with, with government. And when I say government, I'm talking about 10,000 local public representatives within local government, but also gives national government a opportunity to monitor whether public representatives are actually providing that service. As I said, it's been a tough journey, and just three months ago, uh, I decided to give up because the financial burden as a startup was way too hard. My uh, daughter was suspended from from school. I had to move back into my my mom's place and I had to make a decision. A decision of am I going to continue trying to serve my country or am I going to put bread on the the, um, um, table. And the day that I decided to give up, and this is a very emotional thing, out of nowhere someone came up and gave me two million US dollars to finish GovChat, to make sure that we hold government accountable. And uh, I, I still can't believe that it, that it has happened because I've never pursued money, I've never pursued trying to make money. I've tried to pursue my purpose and my purpose was to ensure that I am an active citizen, to help government because government cannot do this on their own. And so we've done a lot of testing with GovChat since 2015. Um, without any marketing, we've seen over 500,000 engagements between public representatives and citizens. We've had the president of South Africa use the platform uh, in his first State of the Nation address in February this year. And just next month, we will launch officially launch GovChat. For the first time, young South Africans would be able to rate the service that they are getting from public institutions. For the first time, they'd be able to rate the service that they're getting from public representatives. This is a change in the way that I believe the South African government will be able to provide services back to South, South Africans. Um, there's lots that I want to say, but uh, I just want to say that Africa has huge opportunity, but it depends on us. Um, we need international partners, but I believe that if we want to solve problems in Africa, it needs to be by Africans. Um, I don't know how I got $2 million to make GovChat work, but somehow, because someone saw the passion within me, um, it was possible. I'm no more special than any one of you, and uh, it's not an easy journey, but if you do want to follow it, ensure that the intention is true. Ensure that you do want to change your country and that it's not just about trying to make a buck. Thank you so much.